morning, everyone, and a very warm welcome to Worship at Hillhead. And as always, an extra special welcome to members of our family and friends joining us from all across the country and around the world. And an extra, extra special welcome this morning uh, to the Reverend Stephen McGarva of Wigton Baptist Church, who is our guest this morning. It's lovely to see you, Stephen. Um, Stephen's with us this morning because he and Katrina are going to be leading our service next Sunday morning together. And he's here to find out how Zoom church works, how we do church on Zoom. Uh, or as one member of our congregation says, how we do such, um, which I think we'll probably adopt as our term from now on. I really hope you enjoy uh, worshipping with us, Stephen, and we look forward to hearing from you next week. At the end of this service, uh, there are breakout rooms where you can have a chat with four or five other uh, households from the church. Um, please stay if you can, Stephen. Uh, just uh, introduce yourself to folk and have a wee blether for about 10 minutes after the service. As well as our minister, Katrina, today we'll be hearing the voices of Kalash, Esan, Paul F and Elizabeth. And as we sing along with recordings of ourselves, we'll also, of course, hear Paul on keyboard as usual. In a minute, Esther and David and their family will be lighting our candle and we're all invited to light a candle of our own at the same time. Then at 7 p.m. this evening, we meet again on Zoom for our evening service when the Reverend Liz Johnston Blythe will be leading our worship. As I mentioned earlier, next Sunday morning at 11am, Katrina and Stephen will be jointly leading a service for Candle Mass. And in the evening at 7pm, Helen Stimson will lead our evening worship. But now it's over to Esther and David and their family to light our candle. As we gather for Worship, let us join together Am I to find the body of Christ. Hey, I said that I mean that you would like to together with me. Christ is the light that lights our way. May we grant Christ like this name.
read in the book of Ecclesiastes this phrase, a cord of three strands is not easily broken. Scholars and theologians and preachers have argued over many centuries as to what this three-stranded cord might be. Is it a hint at the Trinity, God who creates, redeems and sustains? Or is it a sense that it's you and me and God together? Or might it somehow represent the interconnectedness of faith, hope and love? Or is it something else altogether? I guess it's probably all of those and more. But this idea of the three-stranded cord, the weaving together, is going to flow through both our approach prayers and later on our prayers for others. So let's pray together. Holy God, three, yet one, divine dance of faith, hope and love, creating and recreating, rescuing and redeeming, forgiving and forgetting. As we gather for worship this day from across the nation and around the globe, we know that you welcome and accept us just as we are in our bewilderment and brokenness, in our tiredness and in our tedium, with our faith and our unbelief, gathering our experiences and our emotions to weave new stories of healing and wholeness, to braid strong cords from our stories and those of others that will encourage and sustain us in the days to come. So, secure in your love, determined in hope and trusting in your faithfulness, we join our voices in the prayer that Jesus taught his followers. Baba yetu uliye binguni, jina lako litukuzwe, ufamwe wako uje, mapenzi yako yatimizwe, hapa duniani kama huku binguni. Utupe leo riziki yako, yetu. Utusamee deni zetu kama sisi nasi, tuwasemehevyo wa deni wetu. Na usitutie majaribuni, lakini utuokoe na yule muovu. Kwa kuwa ufalme ni wako na nguvu na utukufu hata milele. Amina. Amen.
reading from Hebrews. Faith is what makes real the things we hope for. It is proof of what we cannot see. God was pleased with the people who lived a long time ago because they had faith like this, but not one of them received God's great promise. We have all these great people around us as examples. Their lives tell us what faith means. So we too should run the race that is before us and never quit. We should remove from our lives anything that would slow us down and the sin that so often makes us fall. We must never stop looking to Jesus. He is the leader of our faith and he is the one who makes our faith complete. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 to 7 and verse 13. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous. It does not brag and it is not proud. Love is not rude. It is not selfish and it cannot be made angry easily. Love does not remember wrongs done against it. Love is never happy when others do wrong, but it is always happy with the truth. Love never gives up on people. It never stops trusting, never loses hope and never quits. So these three things, faith, hope and love, and the greatest of these is love. And a selection of readings from the Gospel of John. 
Jesus said, I give you a new command, love each other. You must love each other just as I loved you. All people will know that you are my followers if you love each other. Again, he said, if you love me, you will do what I command. I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Once more, he said, I have loved you as the Father has loved me. Now continue in my love. I have obeyed my Father's commands and he continues to love me. In the same way, if you obey my commands, I will continue to love you. I have told you these things so that you can have the true happiness that I have. I want you to be completely happy. This is what I command you. Love each other as I have loved you. This is the last day of January and our short series on the theme of hope draws to its close. It hasn't been an easy month, has it? It's been a month that has involved tragedy and loss. It's been a month in which I have certainly felt tired and I have detected a growing sense of ennui, of tedium, of had enoughness. So perhaps hope is a really important theme in all of that. And yet there have been signs of hope as we've gone along. 
um, as many of you know, I sometimes host the coffee morning on a Wednesday for some of our more senior friends. And nearly all of them have had or been invited to have their vaccination. And that feels like a sign of hope. We've heard lots more voices speaking on a Sunday. We've shared some new things and that feels hopeful. And especially at the start of the year, I'm sure you, like me, were really inspired and encouraged by Neil and Lena and Dr. Beth as they shared their thoughts on hope. Different things will have stuck with you than stuck with me, probably. And, and that's fine. That's as it should be. That's how God's spirit works to lodge in our hearts and our minds the things that are, are right for us. But I think maybe there are some general things as well that are worth reflecting on. Nearly every week we've listened to at least one extract from the Psalms and been reminded that those psalmists didn't pull their punches with God. They just told God how they were feeling. They told God if they were angry, they told God if they were sad. But just about every single psalm we had had one of those hinge points, a yet. Yet I will hope, or yet there may still be hope, a slightly more tentative hinge, but still this sense that hope is part of the story. And I suppose one of the thoughts that I return to as we look at those psalms and the texts that are not so cheery is perhaps they give us permission to tell God how it is for us. Perhaps some of us are too polite. Uh, we're certainly too polite with each other. We don't very often tell each other how we're really feeling. We've kind of put on our smiley Sunday Christian faces. But we can at least tell God how it feels. And maybe we too can just say, well, God, it feels really difficult, really, whatever. Yet I'm going to choose to carry on hoping. Which is one of the themes that actually came through in what Lena and Neil and Beth shared with us. That faith is determined and active, not just a kind of passive thing that we have or are. We thought a little bit about the rainbow as God's reminder to God's self and played with the idea of a God who not only suffers with us, but a, a God who perhaps gets weary of it all and discouraged just as we do. A God who needs to be reminded, not because God has forgotten the dream, but because it seems an awfully long time in coming and in fact, Sometimes maybe God feels like giving up on the whole enterprise and just getting rid, which is sort of what the, the um, Noah story is about, I guess. So God hangs on in there. We also had stories about real people. We had stories about the Magi who went on their foolish errand following a star or a planetary conjunction, taking them far from home, searching for a baby they believed to be a king. We heard about people like Peter, James and John and Andrew, fishermen who encountered Jesus and something he said inspired them to leave it all behind and go with him. And while it was certainly adventurous, but it was very costly. And last week we thought about Martha 
Martha who was let down by Jesus, the Jesus who hurt her sometimes with the things he said, the Jesus who turned up so late that her brother had died before he could get there. And I think these stories are important because they're about people like us. We may find something that resonates with their stories, or if not their stories, then with the stories of other people in the scriptures. Had we had time to hear the whole of Hebrews 11, there's a whole catalogue, mostly of men, it has to be said, but there are also plenty of women in the Bible who are commended for their faith. People who hung on in there, even when it was beyond difficult, even when their hearts were filled with despair and disappointment. People who continued to work out their faith each day. As I thought back over the scriptures we've used at the last few weeks and the scriptures I've chosen for today, guess what? That word interconnectedness has popped up again, the word we were playing with quite a long, a lot last autumn. And do you remember Neil's uh, visual aid? Um, he actually had a pair of scissors he could take apart, I don't. But the idea that we have a blade or a scissor of faith and a blade or a scissor of hope and only when they're joined together by the rivet of love can the scissors do that which they're designed to do. This threefold and interconnected idea of faith, hope and love, it crops up all over the Bible. As I was looking for passages I might reflect on today, you know, I go to find something on hope and there's faith and love. I go to find something on faith and there's hope and love. I go to find something on love and quite often, there are also faith and hope. But this great command of Jesus and the central command of the Torah, to love God with everything you've got and to love your neighbour as you love yourself. Not just your next door neighbour who looks like you and sounds like you and maybe even thinks like you, but your faraway neighbour who maybe looks nothing like you, thinks nothing like you, believes nothing like you, and frankly is difficult to get on with if you ever met them. Many of you know that uh, the verse of scripture to which I return over and over as I reflect on my call to ministry comes from the letter of James, the one that says faith without deeds is dead or faith without deeds is useless, depending which translation you use. I was really struck this week as I reflected again on that beautiful hymn to love in Corinthians, that faith and deeds are great, but actually, unless they're motivated by love, they're pointless. We can believe all the right things. We can have a faith that can move mountains. But if we don't have love, it's pointless. We can do all the right things. We can say all the right things. We can sign up to all the right things. But if the motivation for that is anything other than love, then it's at best less than it should be. So we have this imperative that is repeated over and over. I mean, it really struck me in John's gospel in three different chapters, we're reminded of this. 
love God. Love God truly, madly, deeply. Love God with everything you have. And love your neighbour as yourself. Well, maybe you've got that sussed. Maybe you're really good at that, but I haven't and I'm not. It's really, really hard. Sometimes I get it wrong, big time. Sometimes my, my motivation isn't quite right. Sometimes I say really stupid things. Sometimes my best efforts just aren't good enough. And I suspect that's true for all of us. And this is not just me like going, oh, what a terrible sinner am I and you're all wonderful. It's just a recognition of our, our shared humanity. We seek to follow Jesus. But we do sometimes stumble. We do sometimes get it wrong. So what keeps us going? I think it's about hope. And I think it's about faith. And I think it's about love. At the heart of our reflections over these past weeks has been a call to hope. Hope that is tenacious, that sign of posh for stubborn, resilient, determined, strong. But hope is also vulnerable. It takes risks. It can be hurt. It can be disappointed. And I think also a call to work together. We continue to believe that no matter what, God is with us in all of it. In that reading in Deuteronomy, it talks about parents talking with their children about the things of faith, these, this great command, the love commandment. And one of the things I've really been reflecting on, even just over this morning, as I was just checking everything over again, is that we probably miss those opportunities. It says, talk about them when you're walking together, talk about them over meals. And of course, that just isn't so easy at the moment, is it? We can't meet with our friends. We can't have family around for dinner. We can't meet in large groups. And, and I know for me, that sometimes means I don't talk about the difficult things. But here is an encouragement to us to keep trying, to keep on talking to who we can talk to. Connecting by Zoom, by email, by phone, by permitted contact where, where that can be done. But not to be afraid to talk about these difficult things, to talk about faith, to talk about love, to talk about the hope that sustains us. That vision that God has of the new or renewed creation that God is reminded of when God sees the rainbow. And to weave together faith, hope and love, because these are the things that remain. And so my prayer as we finish this short series is that we continue to be people who have faith who are faithful, if you like, people who live hopefully and people who do our utmost to love generously. Amen. Ne
Kwa safari nimechagua Nisipokuwa na nguvu Niite Niite Niongoze kwa nema Nifunze kwa Taniki kosea Nisaidie Nisaidie Natamani kutembea nawe Natamani kutembea Natamani kutembea nawe Niongoze Niongoze Siyelewi njia hii Domana
I'd like to thank Talash who introduced us to that song just a year ago. Hard to believe. It's only a year since we first discovered that song. How could we know how perfect it will be for this time? As we come to pray for others and for each other, we recall those words from Ecclesiastes. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. And so we come to God with our prayers. Let's pray together. Holy God, three yet one. Divine dance of faith, hope and love. Creating and recreating. Rescuing and redeeming. Forgiving and forgetting. We know that you welcome us to join with you to weave new stories of healing and wholeness. To braid strong cords as together we work for the fulfilment of our shared hope. Your reign of shalom in a renewed creation. We weave together our prayers for our Baptist siblings in Christ, locally and globally. We remember before God, Bells Hill Baptist Church, as they join online worship with their friends at Calderwood, and as together they seek to share the good news of Jesus. We remember before God Bowness Baptist Church as they seek to be salt and light to the community of which they are part in a time when midweek activities are unable to take place. We remember before God the work of BMS World Mission in Chad, bringing medical services to rural communities and supplying pharmacy and medical professionals to the G2 hospital near Njanmena. We weave together our prayers for our own community. We remember before God, Tamara, Hannah and Aaron, Jenny, Neil and Faye, Graham and Margaret, Stuart and Pirio, Holly and George, Sheila and John, John McKay, Heather and Kurt. May each of these friends know your love and our love in the daily challenges they face. And may we cherish and delight in each of them. We remember before God our pastoral team and Margaret who coordinates its work during these times of uncertainty and challenge. Strengthen and encourage them 
as they seek to express your loving care to each of us and to help us to stay connected. We weave together our prayers for the wider world of which we are such a tiny part. As a toll, death toll of those affected by COVID in these islands passes 100,000 and continues to rise daily. We remind ourselves that every one of these people is grieved and missed by those who have loved them. And that each and every one of them was cared for by people who gave their utmost to alleviate their suffering and to cling to hope. We pray for all who work in hospitals and surgeries, pharmacies and vaccination centres, pouring out their energy for the well-being of others without showing favour. As pharmaceutical companies and international governments wrangle over the distribution of vaccine, we are mindful that there are so many nations who are powerless and depend utterly on the goodwill and integrity of others to speak or to act for them. And so we pray for wisdom compassion and generosity to overcome intransigence, selfishness and greed, so that global distribution may be fair, timely and effective. As our news reports centre on the pandemic, on imports and exports, on quotas and taxes, it's easy for us to become overwhelmed and so easy to lose sight of issues such as climate chaos, human trafficking, racial hatred, injustice, poverty, and indeed all the other life-threatening or life-limiting diseases. We know we could pray all day, every day, and there would still be people and places we've overlooked or are not aware. It can all seem too much, so big and so complicated that we're tempted to give up. Instead, in these moments, let us each try to think of one thing or one person or one place and in silence to offer a short prayer to God. Holy God, three yet one, divine dance of faith, hope and love, creating and recreating, rescuing and redeeming, forgiving and forgetting. We have offered you our prayers, woven together the words of my mouth and the meditations of each of our hearts. We ask that you braid them together, making from our imperfect petitions something that is strong and beautiful 
resilient and full of hope. For we offer these prayers and our ongoing lives of faithful, loving hopefulness in the name of Christ. Amen.